Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rostentations podcast, episode numero eight. You may have only heard one word at the beginning of this song, but you know what song that is. It is Move Bitch by Ludacris, Mystical and I-20, the 2002 classic from his album Word of Mouth. This is a one of the few songs that will get you hype no matter the situation, no matter where you're listening to it. It is an all-power song, and it is just amazing to listen to for many reasons. But first, I want to explain how I got here. First off, I want to thank everyone very much for listening to the show. You know, I've been getting some good feedback on it about the new format uh, and about how everything's kind of been going forward with the podcast. And I really do appreciate it. So please, I ask you guys again, share the podcast, let other people know. And, you know, get the word out. I'd love to people to share it. We're getting, we're well into double-digit downloads for every single episode. People seem to be enjoying it. So if you are, please leave us a review on iTunes. Get us into it. And move your bitch ass into sharing it across social media. It's a lot of fun. And I think people really enjoy it. So now, how did I come to move bitch? Obviously, it's a fun song. It's super hype. It's a party joint. If someone turns it on at a party, everyone goes, oh, like they're the hype guy at the so- in the song, in the music video. The music video is just one big ass party. I'll get into that in a second. But how did I come to this song? Well, uh, we had the Super Bowl last week, obviously uh, in Atlanta. Ludacris is an Atlanta rapper, but that's actually not how I came to it. Watching the Super Bowl performance, first off, Super Bowl performance. I know I didn't talk about it last episode because I really wanted to get into My President uh, by Young Jeezy or Jeezy or Grandpa Jeezy or Elderly Jeezy or Great Great Uncle Jeezy. But it was, I would say, underwhelming. Watching Big Boy come out on that in that Cadillac driven by someone who probably had the best job at that whole fuck... Actually, probably the hardest job. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this song. The hardest job at the whole Super Bowl was driving in that fucking narrow crowd of people ever so slowly not to hit any of those people that are random you know extras that they've paid to be there what an incredibly difficult job and he probably got paid minimum wage to do it uh and had to wear sunglasses so he can't even say that was me no one knows who it fucking was big boy now doing i like the way you move i think it was sleepy brown i say shout out to sleepy brown that guy literally has nothing else going for him he has no notable songs no one's heard of him mainstream but this is his fucking joint and he gets called on for the super bowl i love that didn't need Adam Levine to sing that song. Sleepy and Big Boy had it. Also, Big Boy wearing a ridiculous mink. I'm pretty sure he put on weight to wear the mink, just like Adam Levine clearly was in the gym to take off his what appeared to be see-through shirt during the performance. Obviously, his choice, by the way, definitely didn't need to do that. He just wanted to be naked and show that uh, pubic bone, that one that points right to your dick, which he gets clearly a lot of action from his supermodel wife on. So, shout out to him and his fucking of models because there was a lot of that from Super Bowl um, people because Gronkowski has a supermodel wife and Brady has a supermodel wife and uh, Brady's good friend Donald Trump's supermodel wife so a lot of that on the uh, in the um, that side of the team obviously not bitter at all don't care that the Rams lost no not at all it's totally fine it's fine I'm fine everything's fine 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 yeah cool 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 one thing I want to say about the mink though what the fuck big boy I was like, what the fuck rap community? How did Minx become such a big part of hip-hop attire and wear? People love Minx, which I think is super strange because if I'm not mistaken, a Mink is an is like a type of Weezer or... Uh, Weezer. It's not we, Weezer. 
It's not the band Weezer because they just make shitty cover albums now and they're pretty much useless. Yeah, I heard the Teal album. It's fucking terrible and a waste of space. Um, we're not going to get into that because I don't talk about, we talk about hip hop here. But I think it's pretty crazy that mink coats are so popular because in mink fur is so popular. A mink, if you're not familiar, is a part, and what I was trying to say before, is part of the weasel and otter and ferret family. And it's just like, it's, it's just like a, it's like the shitty dog version of an otter. Like otters, you think fluffy and cute and gross. A mink is just like longer, shorter hair, looks super frizzy and terrible. Why is that the popular coat? Like, why don't they go panda like Dave Chappelle did in that classic sketch where he impersonated Diddy doing a Cribs tour? Wear a fucking panda. It's reversible panda bald eagle. Those are majestic animals. A mink is a gross-ass otter. And frankly, I guess maybe they think that no one gives a shit about minks. But frankly, what they really should do is do a lynx coat, very similar to a mink. But a lynx is just like a pointy eared leopard or bobcat or something or fusion between the two. And they're fucking badass. So not sure why they didn't pick those or really any other animal that actually has a cool color coat. Mink is just like black or white. It's very boring. But apparently to get Big Boy's coat, it probably costs like, I don't know, the lives of 36 minks. I'm not going to be PETA on this shit, but like, come on. What the fuck was that? And speaking of what the fuck was that moment, uh, SpongeBob introducing a comet, which introduced Travis Scott when he was like on fire doing sicko mode. Yeah, and I also want to make one comment. I realize we haven't got into Move Bitch at all, and we'll get there. But the fact that everyone was rallying for SpongeBob to be, like, part of the Super Bowl, and it actually was, like, introducing the song, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I understand the guy who did Squidward's voice died, and I understand SpongeBob as a show is going away. However, who the fuck cares? Television shows end all the time, and SpongeBob, while it was a big, huge show and i watched it as a young kid it's not the greatest children's show it's not the greatest nickelodeon show it's not even it may not even be the greatest sponge-based show and i can't prove that or not i imagine there's other sponge-based television but it it was a good show i don't think it's some world-renowned thing there are plenty of shows that have ended recently and plenty of famous people who have died but none of them else had calls to is it because he was a meme and there's so many memes about spongebob now and that's what it did the fact that they gave into that was just insane and very, very weird. I mean, give the people what they want, I guess, which in this case is a mink coat and a SpongeBob reference in the fucking Super Bowl. Terrible game, by the way. Uh, yeah, I am open to ruining it now because um, if you didn't watch it for a whole week, you're a literal insane person and you have that Ted Mosby device on your face um, for the vast majority of your um, life. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. Sorry, I got distracted and said Ted Mosby. And I thought I said Ted Bundy. And then I got on a whole separate sidetrack about how white people think Ted Bundy is hot in that documentary on Netflix. Which is bizarre. He murdered many people. Um, I guess this goes back to my point, separating the artist from his work. He could also be hot and murder lots of people. But hey, let's not talk about him like that. Let's not give him any publicity. He's a terrible fucking human being. So yeah, I would prefer if that wasn't it. One other fact, just want to throw it out there. I know they've done this before. A group of otters is known as a raft when it's in the water. That's pretty adorable. I love animal group names. I wanted to throw that out there. You've learned something. Now let's get into learning about hip hop. We're talking word of mouth's move, bitch. Word of mouth is the third studio album from Ludacris. It came out in 2001 from Disturbing the Peace and Def Jam South. The singles roll out, roll out with the top back. Area, cult, area, area, I got hoes. 
And then number three, move, bitch. All of these songs. And then actually on Saturday, all four of the songs, crazy call and response songs. Just so much energy, so hype. Ludacris was in his fucking bag during this time. This was an all-out, tons of amazing pop culture residents, tons of amazing stuff. But the reason I chose Move Bitch is because, one, I have a huge problem with uh, Road Rage. And this song is all about Road Rage. Uh, you don't really think about it. You think he's just being abusive to women. Not the case. He's just really mad that people drive poorly on the highway. Um, and so are Mystical and I-20. I-20, uh, perfectly named for this song because he's named after a, a, literally named after a highway, which is fucking hilarious that one, you would choose your rap name to be after I-20, which is also great because I-20, a major highway in the South, that's according to Genius.com, used to transport weed, cocaine, and chickens because, you know, three major imports of Atlanta, or Decatur, where I-20 is from, cocaine, weed, chicken. There may be a racist tone to that, but, you know, I-20 chose his own name because it was anything. And frankly, the best part about it is when you Google I-20, the rapper doesn't come up, the highway doesn't come up. It's the Certificate of Eligibility for Non-Immigrant Student Status that requires students who want to live in this country and go to school, required by ICE, to fill it out. Um, speaking of ICE, they also captured 21 Savage, who surprisingly is from Britain, and you could have literally given me however many number of country guesses there are in the world to guess where 21 Savage is from, would not have gotten to Britain until literally the last one. Dude looks like a shriveled up dick. It is disgusting. What the fuck is wrong with you? And he has that weird, like, oh god, I, I don't even want to think about 21 Savage. He's an ugly dude. Maybe we'll do him one day, but frankly, probably not. He doesn't have a banger, in my opinion, unless we do, like, that one verse he had on Rockstar. Maybe we'll do rocks. I do like Post Malone. All right. Anyway, I thought of Move Bitch because in the Super Bowl, the guy who was driving that car had to have the most fucking difficult job and probably was just screaming at those people to get out of the fucking way of the car. I know they're choreographed. I know they're paid to be there, to be on the sideline. They're not just random people. But still, they made the pathway so narrow. I would be screaming at these people, move, bitch, get out the way. And man, oh man, that would have been a great way to enter into that song. Holy shit. So, Move Bitch, Get Out The Way, like I said, third single off the album. It was, it reached number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100, making Ludacris' first top 10 hit on that chart. Um, also hit number three on the hot, U.S. hot R&B and hip-hop songs for Billboard, hot rap songs, and hot rhythmic songs. The single artwork is just him holding a dog with a ridiculous afro coming out both sides of his fro. Also, the artwork for Word of Mouth, him with showing his grill with his dog showing his grill with the ridiculous afro this was back in the day when the afro was huge in the rap game and just it's a classic thing to ludicrous all of his songs have so much energy and are so much fun i know there's i'm sure i'll be doing another ludicrous song in the future because it, his songs they literally move me they move me they move me into tears and they moved ludicrous into a bigger fucking house uh shout out to the simpsons now this song is a ludicrous song, but I am going to, we're going to talk about it. We'll play a bit of the song. Um, but I think this was one of my favorite rap verses, but not from ludicrous. Uh, and we'll get into that second. So let's play, let's play some of the song and we'll talk about it in a little bit.
okay, hold up. So now that you're thinking about this song, you probably never realized it was just him getting extremely aggressive on people on the fucking highway. He is going nuts on people. He is threatened to fight them. He's threatened to throw bows. He's telling him he's going to be up their ass doing 100 on the highway. And it is the exact level of road rage I feel driving at any time in Los Angeles, especially when it's raining, which it has been doing a little bit lately. Why do people forget how to fucking drive when it's raining in any city? I think it's even more, it's, I can't decide, is it more egregious that people don't know how to drive in LA where it doesn't rain a lot? Or is it worse where it's a place where it rains all the time? You'd think if it rained all the time, people would be used to it. Or you'd think that it rains so infrequently, people can handle the mild inconvenience occasionally. But literally, rain is the worst. At least if it's snowing, people know they need to drive slowly. They know they shouldn't leave their house at all. But rain is so mildly inconvenient, it makes people, one, lose their minds, and two, be worse at everything. Also, number one white girl problem, loving the rain. No white girls actually love the rain. No people actually love the rain. This isn't singing in the rain. We're not dancing outside and doing a musical routine in the fucking rain. That's not how this works. This isn't... Uh, some sort of rain dance. This isn't ancient Egypt or ancient is Aztecs. I was about to mix Incas and Aztecs like a fucking heathen over here. This is terrible. I don't, you know, that made me feel like a manifest destiny asshole, but too bad. We're getting into it anyway. No one actually likes the rain. They like the activities that the rain may encourage. Cuddling up in a blanket, hot cocoa, lighting a fireplace, etc., all of those things can be done in any inclement weather or regular weather. It's not even required. It can just be fucking cold and you can do those things. Yet, rain is, oh, I love the rain. Oh, my God. No, you don't. You don't like any of the rain. In fact, being it ruins all outdoor activity. It ruins a number of indoor activities because now you can't even, you you got to clean your shoes. You got to make sure everything is dry. What do you, you bring your umbrella in the house and you got to throw it in the, in the bathtub. Uh, it's a whole extra step for everything. So, like, don't rain straight up world don't rain if there was one thing i could get rid of it'd be rain the penny and dakota fanning possibly in that order and i realized i said one thing to get rid of and i named three things i could name millions of things that i want to get rid of but that's probably a good start because i think that Ludacris really gets it here he's so upset about people he's literally drunk he has a he's he's i'm dui i'm driving under the influence and hardly ever sober. And he's still going to run you the fuck over because you're in his fucking way. And if your friends help out, he's also going to beat the shit out of them or kill them, according to, according to this, because he was a hard motherfucker. Uh, he was going to roll out on him first and then kill him in all of the area codes. And now he's telling you to get the fuck out of the way. And if he needs to get his fucking thumper, he will do that. Ah, oh, God, thumper. It's just another thing. I know we talked in a previous episode, Grant and I talked about all the great names for guns, or for, I'm sorry, for money. Guns are another very interesting slang in rap. There's a lot of words for guns. Gun, Glock, Thumper, Gat, Strap, Peace, Hammer, Pistol. I don't, I'm, I'm sure there's even more than that. That was the ones that just came to mind right off the top of my head. And the question is, why? Why do I need so... And they're all for the same thing. It's not like one of them describes... No one... If you say a gat, everyone thinks of, like, a pistol. No one thinks, like, gat, and it's like, oh, he has an RPG, and he's going to sh- blow up a fucking building. Like, that's not the case. So why do you need so many words for guns, especially when most of them don't mean anything different? They're just, like, the noise of the fucking thumper. Gat. Brah, brah, brah. 
as some might just say. That's just noise. I just I just wanted to make gun noises. That wasn't a that wasn't really helpful or descriptive. I just sometimes I like doing that. But I, I, that's always been so weird to me. I you know I like that I like using the descriptive words, but it's not describing anything. They're just the words for guns. And not even like the Instagram state flex in your guns, because you know all I'm all about that with my fucking BB shooters on these fucking arms. All right, anyway, let's get back into the music. I'm sorry, I got off on such a tangent there. And really ludicrous is just threatening to fight people in that first verse. Hold up. I just want to make a quick comment. This chorus obviously says nothing, right? It, it, it says absolutely nothing. It's just move, bitch, get out the way, get out the way, bitch, get out the way. I mean, I appreciate that he clarifies whether he's telling the bitch to get out of the way or if he wants the bitch to move first and then proceed to get out of the way. He says it both ways. It's fine. And according to a tweet he put out in 2013 when someone asked him if the bitch ever moved out of the way, it took 12 years, still didn't happen. So I'm imagining that bitch never actually moved. Um, but I would like to make one comment about this song. One of the things that I remember vividly about hearing this song was when I was in freshman year of college and all my new friends that I just made, Ludacris was performing and we all decided to go to a show with him um, at Northwestern. And you can imagine we have our group of people, which is mostly just Asians and white guys because it's Northwestern and there's absolutely no diversity there. Um, don't worry, we brought our token one black friend. It was fine. You know, we get to the thing. It's like, oh, you know, doors open at seven or whatever. And so we're there, you know, we're having a good time um, standing. We get there pretty early because we want to be close to the front of, sta- front of the stage. He didn't come on for three hours. Now, normally you'd be like, oh, well, that's normal, right? Like, it's Evanston, you know, he, or it's Chicago. He's partying, that kind of thing. This is like seven in the evening on like a Thursday. The fact that Ludacris had found three hours of things to do to de- to delay him from coming on stage at Northwestern. He wasn't even performing in our like basketball arena. He was performing in like a small gym that like hosted, I think, the original NCAA tournament, which we weren't even invited to. So whatever. That's weird enough on its own. Fun fact, Oregon won that. So Oregon won the first NCAA basketball tournament for men's. And he showed up and he did this song and literally everyone forgot we had been waiting for three hours. Now we had to listen to a terrible man called the Nux perform for it. And that's what I think is a sign of a great performer. And move bitch is literally i mean the whole video is just him going getting crazy and getting fucking party and the whole thing the whole thing's a big party there's some more weird scenes where like there's bouncers trying to keep people out of the club and everyone busting in the club his whole thing is just like it's a party we're gonna have a great fucking time and that's this whole song and i think that it's a it's a banger it'll always remain a banger but just remember that moment from college and thinking to myself wow this got this popped off real quick. Uh, so shout out to Luda. Shout out to making that memory in my mind. And I just wanted to throw that story out there. Uh, anyway, let's get back into it. Get my 
mystical is a I have a, a long running argument with one of a number of friends in college of mine. Who would you take if you had could only have one of these two rappers exist? DMX or Mystical? Most people pick DMX. DMX has more hits. He has Cradle to the Grave with Jet Li. Where my dog's at, I understand. I understand the love of it. X gonna give it to you. I get DMX. The reason I always pick Mystical is because one, Mystical has this verse. Which, if you just listen to, you may be thinking, what was so special about that verse? Maybe you missed some of the words. And I'm going to break down each line of this, because this is so how Clarice it goes to me. But also, Mystical is just an insane person. Like, he, this his whole, I don't, I can't even do a whole, I could probably do a whole episode on Michael Lawrence Tyler, who, he... He was, you know, mystical Mike when he started. But he just he went to high school. He was being a, he's been a rapper for so long, and he, you know he made some tracks like "Drag Him Through the River," "Fuck a, Fuck Big Boy," and you know he put out so many albums. And "Mind of Mystical" was his album in 1995 that kind of made him pop off. But then he also has the popular hit "Shake Your Ass" from the early 2000s. I think actually that was 99. Um, and "Tarantula," he is bouncing back. I mean, another classic. But I think people underrate where he went in his life. And, you know, I mean, yeah, he got arrested multiple times, sexually battered conviction. I'm not praising Mystical. Listen, he's not a good fucking dude. But his rap game is so fucking funny. So we're going to go into this here. Now, this whole verse is, it just sounds like he was like at the studio and Ludacris go, oh, you owe me a verse. And he's like, oh, shit, really? Oh, okay, I'm going to record this. And he just started, not, not, not free, it's not freestyling. Because freestyling would have some rhythm, some rhyme to it. The opening line is, here I come, here I go. Uh-oh, don't jump, bitch, move. There's literally nothing. That's nothing. He, he didn't say anything in those two words and doesn't rhyme. So we're already off to a good start. You see them headlights. You hear that fucking crowd. Start that goddamn show. I'm coming through. I mean, I guess it's cool. He's giving these bitches a, a warning he's coming through. And I say coming because it's going to go to that direction real quick. Like, immediately. Well, not immediately. Next, But actually, I will say, you hear that, see them headlights, you hear that fucking crowd. Stop that goddamn show. I'm coming through. Still no rhyme. Now, if you want to say through and move rhyme for the Prius, okay, stretch him and off rhyme. That's fine. Hit the stage and knock the curtains down. I fuck the crowd up. That's what I do. Young and successful sex symbol. When he recorded this, he was 40 years old. You're not young, and you're, you've been in prison multiple times. Not successful. A sex symbol? Can't imagine anyone goes through it and says, yeah, you know, if I can think of one dude to fuck, it's mystical. Maybe your ass is bouncing back, but that shit is not the case. Um, and yeah, also the sexual battery and extortion charges. Not really going in his favor, but maybe he shouldn't have had a videotape of all the things that he claimed were consensual sex with his hairstylist. So that's fun. But the song was before that, so let's uh, enjoy the song as it is. I won't go into his sexual criminal history. But unfortunately, he kind of does. The bitches want me to fuck him up. True, true. Uh, or, I'm sorry. The bitches want me to fuck him. True, true. Wow, I just put an up for no reason, but frankly, he didn't really make that hard. The bitches want me to fuck him. True, true. Hold up, shorty. Hold up, wait up, shorty. Oh, what's up? Getting my dick suck. What are you doing? He's talking to a shorty who is asking him what's going on and telling him he's getting his dick sucked. Is he talking to the person give, giving him a blowjob? Because if the person giving you a blowjob, it's like, hmm, what's going on? It's not going to be a clear message. And 
she already knows what's going on. She's blowing you. Now, in the other scenario, is it a third party discussing what he's going to do and who he's blowing? Because that's an interesting debate. Is he? Did he pick up the phone while receiving head and go, hold up, shorty, what's up? Oh, I'm just getting my dick sucked. And she had no problem with it? How is that okay? So, oh, oh, what's up? Getting my dick sucked. What are you doing besides mining my fucking business? Trying to get my paper child support suing. His The activities he's up to are getting his dick sucked, minding his own business, chasing that cheddar, and suing someone for child support. What does he have? 17 arms? And also, weird combination of things. Suing for child support while getting, theoretically, children sucked out of you in some sort of miraculous vacuum irony situation back to cars though give me that truck and take that rental back who bought these fucking tvs and jewelry bitch tell me that no i ain't bitter i don't give a fuck but i'm gonna tell you like this bitch you better not walk in front of my tour bus he's threatening to run someone over with a tour bus after now i assume this is all part of the same conversation he's receiving head he's received a phone call from a second show day as t-pain might refer to a show day um, he elaborates on what he's doing, asks her to get, exchange his current rental car. I mean, maybe it's an Avis Hertz. I don't know. He doesn't show his loyalty. I tried doing some research on Mysticals. Rental car history. It doesn't come up. The public record's not clear on that. I'm going to say he's a national member. That seems like something Mystical might be into. He's, he goes to national rent a car, and he's like, he gets his car back now that it's been fixed, and he says, who bought these fucking TVs and jewelry, bitch? Tell me that. Is he claiming... He did. It's his car. Or is he claiming a bitch purchased them? Said bitch? Did said bitch purchase jewelry and TVs for herself without him knowing while he was getting his dick sucked? That's a power move by her then. And But, he, I mean, he doesn't care. But also, he will murder you with a tour bus, uh, which apparently now he's driving, or he's commanding his driver to kill you with the tour bus. All alarming stuff. And, I mean, clearly it sets up for his legal troubles that start in 2003 and run through 2017 when a warrant was placed at officer's arrest for being subsequently charged with rape. Yeah, I mean, his life didn't go well, and you're probably wondering why you're still picking DMX over him. Or why aren't you picking DMX over him? Excuse me. The reason is, he has nothing... Like, his raps are totally make no sense. They're all kind of like this. They all kind of sound like he's just been given a mic and was stalling for an extended period of time. Um, and yet he was able to, you know, draw a weird style that some people compared to Little Richard or James Brown, which I don't see at all, but I've seen it in some of the reviews that I was looking at. And his album was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Rap Album in 20, 2003 and a Grammy Award for Best Male Rap Solo Performance in the same year. I mean, that's that's crazy. I don't, I don't think DMX has been nominated for any Grammys. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I'm going to look that up right now. So you may hear me typing here. Let's see. Does DMX... He's been, he has been nominated. Okay. He was nominated for Rap Solo Performance or Who We Be. And then there was X and Party Up. So that's pretty good. 2001, 2002. Okay. So they have... They both have received multiple Grammy nominations. So that's not a grounds for it. But I'd love to hear from you guys. Hit me up. Who, do you, who would you take? You take Mystical or you take DMX? 
I'm taking Mystical. I'm rolling with him. All right, let's get back into a little bit of this song here because uh, we only got I-20 left and the uh, form for non-students to get a visa really needs to get his word out. I-20, listen, we've had fun. We talk about a lot of good rap on this song. We talk a lot about people, you know, living up to their names. We talk about big rappers. You're probably the lowest tier rapper I've discussed on the podcast to date. Um, You know, we've had Travis Scott, Drake, Kanye West, Rick Ross, Nelly, Diddy. I would even put I-20 before. Yeah, he's definitely below Murphy Lee. Because Murphy Lee is probably the only other person in that. This is a... A pretty bad verse, but it does have a lot of great tropes from classic rap music videos. You've got a cameo by a oddly tiered NBA player in Jalen Rose. You've got you standing in front of a bar with a bunch of big booty bitches. You're holding a bottle of Remy in your hand in every single shot of the music video that you're in. Um, you're not in any of the you're not really participating in the rest of the songs. You have a weird another second weird basketball reference in your shirt where your shirt looks like the Philadelphia 76ers logo but it says said DTP which is your which is the album disturbing the the album label, excuse me. You're not in the rest of the music video with Ludacris or Mystical except for a very very irregular part of it. Some dude is wearing denim overalls in your set which is amazing. And Timbaland makes an appearance, obviously. Shout out Timberland and R.I.P. Uh, he's not dead. No, he's not dead. Okay, well, that was really dis- disrespectful of me. So uh, let's ignore that. Let's ignore the fact that I thought he was dead. I don't know why I thought that. That's pretty embarrassing. Anyway, it, I-20 does it. This whole song is... I mean, it's I-20 trying to make it, and he's featured on four different songs on Word of Mouth album. This is just one of them. And he just gets super aggressive. He's just talking about being street, beating the shit out of people he's starting to fight for no reason. And listen, originally they were talking about road rage. He clearly didn't get the memo. He's just like, I'm just going to come out here and beat the shit out of people for Luda, beat the shit out of people for mystical. Um, and only drink Remy. He says, fuck Bellevue, fuck Chris. I mean, I guess, listen, if, if you have a, if you have a really, if you want a death wish, come across I 20 when he's on that Remy or just come across Remy. Ma. I mean, it's probably about the same thing. I 20 has no real standing in this song. So, you know, I don't even, I don't want to get too into this. His voice, he does have a great voice, though. I will say that. That deep, like, voice that it sounds like he should weigh 465 pounds and be riding a rascal scooter. It definitely comes across in the song. He isn't riding a rascal scooter, which is a little bit disappointing. But we don't have to, you know, belab- belabor him for that. He's a street dude. He's out here to fight. That's all he is. But this is one of the things that lots of hip-hop artists do. They clearly give songs to their friends and to their uh cohorts and i20 uh aka bobby sandamani um 
he really, I mean, he was on Ludacris' initial album, Incognito, back for the first time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's clearly Ludacris just giving him a chance because he's his homie. Um, he tried. Oh, the sweet boy tried. Now, does it ruin the song like Nas ruins my president? No, it doesn't. It still goes in the hype version. Ludacris should have just given Mystical another verse because, frankly, that's the best verse in the whole song. And it's a classic verse. Although I can imagine that conversation wouldn't have gone very far where he's like, yo, Myst- yo Mystical, I really need another verse from you. Uh, that first verse was fire, and Mr. goes, what verse? I didn't do shit. I was just talking to you. Did you record that? Yeah, of course I recorded that. That I asked you for a first... Nah, man, I was I was just telling that bitch, man. Like, fuck her. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I was just getting my dick sucked. I was telling you what happened on last Thursday. Seriously? Yeah, man, that's what happened. You, I mean, I can tell you what happened Wednesday. Would that help? No, get the fuck out of here, Mr. Goal. Scene. That's what would happen. So... Yeah, I mean, a reenactment of a mystical, ludicrous conversation while getting his dick sucked. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with myself. And so at this point, I think this is the best way to end the whole show. Thank you for listening again. Uh, I'm going to play you out on a little bit of Move Bitch. But again, please share. Please put the word out. I, I, you know, I think people would really enjoy the show if they heard it. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm that unfunny. So hopefully it gets out there. But for now... Thank you for listening. Uh, this is Ross Lipschel signing off. You can hit me out on Twitter at Ross El64. And uh, good night. Oh, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch.